Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Invisible Business Podcast. Thank you, and every- thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Yep, thanks, everyone, for being here. A little bit about us before we start. Arjun and I are both sophomores in high school, and we both want to pursue business, and that's really what got us into doing this podcast. And today we have Mr. Namesh Shah, who is a consultant at a large firm, J- JBN. Hello, Mr. Shah. Thank you for coming on today, and how are you doing? I'm doing well. Good afternoon. Pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on. And so the first question we have is, um, what got you started? Yeah, so as a management consultant, it wasn't something that I really knew much about initially. Um, You know, the the way I actually got started was um, during grad school, pursuing my MBA, didn't really know what I wanted to do coming out of it. And so started talking to professors, um, folks that were, you know, a few years further down their career than I was and just kind of, you know, trying to learn more about what they do. Didn't really find anything that was like, wow, this would be amazing as a career. So and stumbled upon a couple of consulting firms and started talking to people that were working there and, you know, realized that, okay, as a consultant, you can kind of try a bunch of different things, both functionally, get to work with different clients across different industries, especially earlier in your career. And so, you know, uh, had a few consulting firms come on campus to do recruiting. And so just started talking to them and, and went ahead and kind of applied and got chosen by Anderson Consulting um, to join their practice in New York City. So again, not something I started with, but that kind of launched my management consulting career. That's yeah, that, that's really nice to know that that you didn't have like a set set mind like, oh, I want to be a consultant. Because I think a lot of people um, our age, especially around 16, 17, really, no one really knows exactly what they want to be. So it's really nice knowing like, even if you don't have like a set goal, you can still be super successful and you can still figure something out that you love doing. Yeah. And so uh, another question we had just to get things going here is what is it that you do on like a daily basis? Like what does a daily basis look like for you, Mr. Shaw? Yeah. So, you know, that's one of the nice things that really changes almost every day. Um, so I'm a director with JBN and my role is kind of threefold. One, it's to do client delivery. So in other words, actually help our clients improve their business. So lead projects, roll up my sleeves, actually do the work. Um, the second aspect is business development. So working with existing clients to see what other problems we can solve, looking for other companies that we can partner with and sell our consulting services to them, right? In the, in the form of partnering with them to move their business forward, help solve some of their complex challenges and problems. And the third one is mentoring and growing my team. So the folks that are either um, delivering projects with me for our clients or folks um, within our office and across our offices, working with them to develop thought capital, grow their skills and functional areas um, tied to my expertise. A lot of that is around mergers and acquisitions, helping companies become more agile, helping them become more digital through process-led business transformation. So it's growing their capabilities as well and mentoring them. So it's kind of nice to be able to do all three of those things and on any given day, you know, it'll be more towards one or several of those different dimensions. Oh, that's great. It's great. It's it's narrowed down to three things. I know some professions where it's like a lot, a lot of different things, but hopefully it's great. It's like just three main ones. And then you mentioned, 
I just want to cut in here. It's it's really cool how you can kind of choose your own, like what you really want to do for a given day. It's kind of like up in the air what you can do. Every day is kind of different. So I think that's really cool about your job. Yeah, you know, some of it's under my control, obviously, but a lot of it is, is you know, no matter how much you plan, you still have to be able to react to demands from your clients, demands from your team, um, you know, uh, questions and kind of opportunities that may come your way from potential targets. So some of it certainly is not under my control as much as I would like it to be. Um, but yeah, you know, there is a good ability to kind of plan for a lot of it and then think through, okay, if unknowns come toward your way, how are you going to react to it? How can you plan for that ahead? Yeah. And I think that adaptability is so important in business as well, mm -hmm. right? And, Absolutely. And it's something, you know, my father and I have talked about the MBA and things like that. Um, I think Amar and I are obviously planning on going to college, but what, do you, what would your advice be about an MBA? Do you think it's great to pursue one or how would you say about that? Um, depends what you want to do. Um, so my undergrad was biomedical engineering. And coming out of that, when I graduated in the mid-90s, there was somewhat of a recession, not too many opportunities, and biomedical engineering was also new. So not a lot of companies knew exactly what we did, which is really a combination of electrical engineering, mechanical engineering, and a little bit of um, you know, computer engineering as well. And so at that point, I wasn't ready to pursue a master's in engineering, so I wasn't sure exactly where I wanted to go with that. And so I worked for a couple of years coming out of undergrad and then went and decided to pursue the MBA. And again, that was because I knew I wanted to do something in business. Not sure exactly what, but I figured, okay, well, at least an MBA, I can get my business foundation. Since my undergrad was engineering, I'd learn all the business courses, finance, accounting, supply chain, marketing, um, et cetera, and strategy. And then that would give me time to figure out what I wanted to do. So, you know, if you don't have a business undergrad, undergrad degree and you want to pursue a business, I think an MBA is a great way to get the foundational skills. Um, on the other hand, if you are already pursuing a business-related undergrad, an MBA may or may not really be required because you'd have all of those foundations already. That's great. That's great to know, especially the specifics. Yeah, that's some great advice because I think uh... – for me, I don't know about Arjun, but for me, I know I want to pursue something either in business or finance, but I really have no clue like what exactly. So that could be a great option for me that I could consider with that advice. Yeah, same yep. here, same here. So and, taking and a just, little... Go yeah, ahead, sorry, Arjun. So I was just going to say, like, you know, even consulting, like there's just so many specific things within consulting and like MBA can probably help you decide that, right? So... Really yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, depending on the type of consulting you want to do, there's a lot of consulting firms that will require an MBA or a master's. So that's the other thing. If you want to get more into strategy consulting, um, management consulting, an MBA can be very powerful to be able to move ahead into those in those roles. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to say, just taking a step back, do you think college is necessary? I think that's a really big topic right now. Um, especially with uh, Gen Z coming up. I think a lot of people don't necessarily view college as something you need to do. Um, but some people, obviously, I think myself, want to go to college and think it's necessary. What is your view on that? Yeah, that's a little bit tricky. I mean, it really depends on where you see yourself in the future, even if you don't know exactly what you want to do. Um, my perspective, at least when I went through high school, 
I don't believe that it gave, it would have given me the skills to succeed in life. So not just as a career, but even in just kind of navigating personal finances, relationships, starting family, all of those things. I don't think the, the skills I got in high school alone would have sufficed. So I think further education is necessary, but whether that means a four-year degree and getting a bachelor's or maybe doing a community college associates type of degree, or even, um, you know, kind of vocational um, schooling, I think you need some type of additional education beyond high school to be able to get you prepared, not just for a career, but for life as well. Um, you know, typically, right, historically, it's been, yes, you need a four-year degree if you want to be successful. I don't think that's necessarily true because you could get a four-year degree in something that you're not interested in or something that may not have good career options, in which case now you've spent a few hundred thousand dollars potentially, and you may have learned a lot of valuable skills, met a lot of folks, which is all great, but it may not give you everything you need to be successful after that. Yeah. And, 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 and like on top of that, I've, I've heard, and obviously I've never been to college or had the college full experience yet because I'm in high school, but I've heard like just a lot of specific things and like overall, like, like finding yourself together is what I heard college is about. And I feel like yeah. high school, you're kind of looking for, you know, you're looking for a college to go to. And then after that, you're kind of looking for internship and jobs. It's kind of like finding yourself. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, in college, again, you get to have a lot of different experiences, get to meet a lot of different people from different walks of life, especially if you end up going to college away from where you grew up. You'll definitely meet folks that had different backgrounds, that had different life experiences, and that in itself is extremely valuable. Yeah, yeah. I, I think another one of the best things about college, especially about when pursuing business or really anything you're pursuing is the connections with people you build. Um, mm -hmm. I think everyone you meet, you build a great connection with, and it can you never know what can what or who can help you out in the future. Um, do you think it's good to build as many connections as you can, or just focus on like a little group of people and build like really strong relationships with them? Yeah, it's good to have a broad network, but at some point, the quality is more important than the quantity of folks in your network. Because if you, you know, end up having 500,000 people in your network, you're not going to know all of them. There's just not enough time for you to get to really know everyone. So while it's good to continuously add new folks to your network, building deeper, more meaningful relationships where you can mutually help one another is really more important um, in, in my experience. Yeah. And what do you think is like some of the best ways for the viewers watching to, to help like to, to further, you know, build relationships and, and get to know people, especially in a, in a business that you're both trying to go towards? Yeah, so, you know, I think as far as trying to meet folks, was that the question? Yeah, just trying to build relationships and like mm -hmm. and have a future goal with somebody else, basically. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the way I meet folks, it's either through professional organizations, um, so MBA organizations, chambers of commerce, or functional related ones like, you know, um, different organizations that focus things like Association for Strategic Planning, or Conscious Capitalism, which I'm on the board for the Dallas chapter. You can meet like-minded folks in business, and that's a great way to meet folks. But you know, the key to growing your network and to add folks that 
um, may be helpful for you, it's really starting with what can I do for them, right? What can you give to other folks that may help them and in return, you may get something back. And, you know, it may, it may be, end up being one-sided, but you should go into a relationship not thinking about how is that person going to help you, but first think about how you're going to be able to help them. And you may or may not be able to help, but it should be a mutually beneficial relationship, right? Those are the ones that over time will yield the best results and, you know, the, the best value for both sides. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. And that kind of carries out to all aspects of life when you're talking about um, relationships with your wife or even with just friends. Um, like friends in high school, you know, it's, it's, it's better, more healthy for your friendship to be, uh, two-sided and not one-sided, if that makes sense. And both, both, uh, contributing to the friendship. So I think that's great advice for not just building relationships in business, but really just everything in life. Yep, um, absolutely. What are some other resources that have helped you? You mentioned relate, uh, building relationships with people. Is there anything else that really helped you um, in choosing your career or being successful in your career? Yeah, try to, you know, experience as many different things as you can. So, you know, meeting folks that have different jobs, but importantly, if you're able to shadow folks, if you're able to visit them in the workplace, spend a few hours, spend half a day, um, to the extent that you can do that um, is really valuable because it's one thing for people to tell you what they do or for you to read about it. It's another for you to experience it, right? So if you're thinking about, hey, I might be interested in supply chain, if you can find folks that do supply chain or inventory management or warehousing and go visit a warehouse, right? There's plenty of them here in the Dallas area. Um, or if you're interested in doing mergers and acquisitions, see if you can get an internship or even if it's not a formal internship, even if you can just um, shadow and sit in on either meetings or visit people within the workplace, that's really the best way to get a feel for what it's like to do that occupation. Yeah, I think it's really important, you know, like you said, internships. And I think that's a lot of things that myself and, and probably Amar have been looking into for different parts of business as well. Is there, is there anything you would like recommend for somebody that wanted to go to your field, like shadowing or internship wise in the Dallas area? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, a lot of companies do offer internships, summer internships. Mostly they're usually for college folks, but there are um, some companies that may offer at the high school level. So, you know, it's never too early to try something. And the cool thing about an internship is they're going to last a couple of months, maybe three months. So if it turns out a month into it, you don't like it. Well, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel. You're not going to be doing this for the next 20 or 30 years. So, you know, that's one really good way. The other way is going through summer programs, um, right, whether it's uh, STEM or engineering related, because those are all great segues to get into business, um, or even being able to audit um, courses perhaps in the summer, right? So you could sit in on a strategy course or a finance and accounting course. Um, different ways like that, just to get an idea or and or a feel for what's in, you know, what does it involve? And through that, of course, you're going to meet folks. You know, you're going to meet other students. You're going to meet professors. It's a great way to experience things in a low-risk, safe environment, right? There's, um, again, if it turns out you don't like it, it's going to end pretty quick. And if you like it, well, then there you go, right? You found something that you can start to build deeper skills in. 
Yeah, I think that's definitely the best thing about internships. It's just kind of a summarized version of that job that you're, you know, interning for, shadowing or whatever you're doing for even a summer program. It's just short and sweet. You get a summarized version of what you're going to do. And it's you build experience. And through that, you can build relationships. So I think um, especially for me and Arjun, we're at the age where we're looking for internships this summer. So it's definitely something that um, that really catches our eye. We really want to uh, get an internship for the experience we will get from that. Yeah. Is there, kind of going off of that, is there anything that you wish you had known before you began your career, either from like a mistake you made or something, you know, you saw someone else go through? Is there anything that you wish you had known before you started? Yeah, I, I think being more of an advocate for yourself so even if you're in a great company and you've got a great manager who's a leader, who's mentoring you, you still have to be vocal and speak up. Obviously, do it in a professional way and do it to where you're building relationships. But if you just kind of wait and say, okay, well, the expectation is you're going to be two years at this level, then you'll get promoted, then three years at that level, and then you'll get promoted. That's taking a very passive approach. And, you know, there's a lot of things you can't control, right? There might be economic downturns that then say, oh, well, we can't justify promoting you because, you know, our business isn't doing well. Or other people come in, they may be more competitive, they may be more vocal, um, they may not be as collaborative, but looking out for themselves. So, you know, don't, you might get the advice that people will say, don't be in a hurry to move up, um, you know, you'll get your turn. There is a little bit of ability to that, right? You can't expect to work at a major firm and expect to go from analyst to partner in five years. You know, that's not going to happen. But at the same time, you shouldn't just say, well, I'll just kind of wait for, you know, the leaders to see me and then they'll promote me when they think I'm ready and I'll eventually get promoted. Um, you don't want to go that route either. So you really do need to advocate for yourself and then constantly, you know, do consider offers and outreaches from others, right? Because once you're good at what you do and you enjoy what you do, people will notice, other companies will notice, recruiters will notice, and they'll reach out. And even if you're not interested in leaving, let's say you love the job, you love the company you're at, you love the people you work with, always keep an open mind and take the time to hear opportunities that come your way, right? Hear it out. You never know when you might stumble upon something that might take your career to the next level, even if you weren't looking for it, right? As opposed to staying at a job, you know, maybe getting passed over or getting to the point where you're frustrated. At that point, that frustration will boil over into your personal life as well, which isn't great for your family relationships. And, you know, you'll, you'll start to get frustrated, you'll get demotivated. Um, and then if you start looking for a job, then that's a lot harder. You know, because at that point, you may end up having to settle for something that won't be good for you in the long term. And so, again, be an advocate for your career. Always be on the lookout for other opportunities. Doesn't mean that you should hop from one job to another every couple of years. That's usually not great either, because people do want to see that you can be loyal, that you can help build a company up and build a team around you. But at the same time, don't, you know, stay stuck in a situation that you're not going to be happy in. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I think both those things are really important. Like you said, commitment and also like, you know, staying calm in some situations because, and, and like motivation, all that stuff as well. Because, you know, during quarantine, I think a lot of kids, including myself at some points, have felt a little bit of a motivation stump, right? You know, doing your homework. And it's not as exciting. And to be honest with you, it's not as exciting to go downstairs instead of in front of a computer, instead of going to school, you know, being around friends, being with the teachers in person, right? So it's things like, like you said, in motivation, and all that, but it's, it's really important to see the final goal. And, and like you said, just build up on, on that. And another thing, like, you know, related to what you said, do you ever think you would go independent um, consulting wise? Or do you think you'd always stay with the firm? What do you think like, in the future you would? Yeah. Um, you know, I've considered that. And I did do a little bit of that um, early in my career. I think if I were to go independent, it probably wouldn't be as a management consultant. It would probably be to start a firm offering a, a product or a service um, and not just general consulting. Um, I'd be more interested in kind of growing a company and growing a team to help build that company. That would be more of my interest rather than kind of just a, you know individual one-on-one uh, -on -one consulting. That's great. Do you think you would ever do that? Possibly, you know, something that I, I do think about. I think it's just finding that right situation or finding that right product or service um, that I think, you know, that either doesn't exist or could be improved in the current marketplace, right? That's one avenue. The other avenue, um, you know, perhaps joining an early stage startup that has already identified that um, strategic service or product and then helping to grow that. A lot of my background is helping companies scale, helping them improve their operations, improve their top line revenue and their bottom line margins and helping them grow from, you know, say a, a few million to hundreds of millions or beyond in revenue. So that would be the other, um, other avenue as well. If there's already a startup and it's got a good team, but they are looking to be able to you know, grow to that next level, that next step function in growth. Yeah, 100%. And I think that also goes back to uh, keeping your options open, which is what you mentioned earlier. Um, it kind of just depends, you know, and if you have the clear, if you have a clear path for it and, you know, be successful, then take it, you know, and I think that's some great mm -hmm. advice that you mentioned is keeping your options open and, you know, always being open to change and being, you know, ready to go. So kind of wrapping up here, um, one of the final questions we have is, is there any more advice that you have for young viewers? You've already given some great tips and some great um, experiences that you went through that could help us, but is there anything else you can, you can think of? I think at, at this age um, and even into your kind of college years, try as many things as you can. Don't be afraid to fail. Obviously, you don't want to fail your core classes, but take electives, try out different things because you never know when you might find something unexpected that you just fall in love with or you realize that's your purpose, that's your passion. Because um, a lot of us were raised in a way that there's kind of a defined path and that path can be very narrow. Um, and if that works for you, great. Nothing wrong with that, but a lot of us you know, also want to see what else is out there. Right. There's many different ways to be successful. Success is also very personal for each person. It's not just about money, but it might be about family, about relationships, about giving back to the community. 
you know, there's a whole bunch of different things that define success. And there are many ways to do it, right? It's, I think the, the time that we're in now and the time that you will be in over the next 30, 40, 50 years, you've got so many different ways to be successful. So the, the challenge will be finding that path that works for you. Yeah, and I love that you said that success is different for every person because I think that's extremely true, right? There's so many people it could from from money and, and not necessarily for me it's money, but I think like happiness and everything, having a good family life and everything like that is just as important as money. But and um and so thank you so much for joining us today, Mr. Shaw. Um yeah, is there if there's any last words? We really, really yeah, appreciate you. We really on. appreciate your time and your advice and coming on last minute. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Very enjoyable.